Thank you for joining us for another night of Dungeons and Dragons. I am, as always, your host and Dungeon Master, Kenny. With me, our entire party, except for our Warlock, who won't be joining us. But we do have our Rogue. Hello, this is Elise, playing Leonara, the Furbolg Rogue. Our Barbarian. Hey guys, this is Koo, playing Pahokwi, Yakfolk Barbarian. Our Druid. Hey, this is Clay, playing Karak, the Arakoa Druid. Our Bard. Hi, this is Lauren playing Vala the Asmar Bard. And last but not least, our fighter. Hey everyone, this is Nick Asnalos, the Triton fighter. So as we last left off, the party had all been poisoned with some sort of uh, potent but non-lethal sleeping poison. And uh, Pahokui, you didn't succumb to the drowsy medicine. Nah. Uh, but um, Leonara, you're immune to it because you used to work with this concoction in your previous line of work and so you and Bahokwi alone are the only people recognizing the furbolgs that have surrounded your camp and uh kilan do the leader of them introduced himself but he said that you you knew him and you do he was in the same line of work that you used to do to protect your town so he sort of pulls up a stump, as it were, and sits and mentions that your exile is over. But I haven't yet completed, uh, you know, the requirement that was set before me. <coughs> I haven't, I don't know what's, what's making our land so... So ill and broken. But they are no longer ill, and they are no longer broken. Someone speaking on your behalf came by, a tiefling woman with, like, a deep green eyes. And she mentioned that she came on your behalf and that your employer had rid the lands of the blight that he put on them. That he put on them? Indeed. I'm going to look at... Bahokui with a, like, did you hear the same thing that I did? Look. I heard it. Still processing that. Uh, yeah, still also processing that. So to buy time, I'm just gonna ask the other furball, you know, that's great. How are things back home now, then? The forest has been ever bountiful, the harvest more than we've known in generations. It seems that in recompense, your employer, this lich, he says that with about as much venom as possible, uh, has not only, in a way of reparations, has undone the damage to our land and 180 into revitalizing it. Some of the elders don't forget, and some of the starved dead certainly won't, but those that live will continue to live and be very healthy for it. Well, who lives, who dies, who tells our stories. And so they will. But I've been instructed by one of the elders to bring you back. No. 
no. What do you mean, no? No furball of ours or any other has ever been sought after during exile, much less than refused the invitation to come back. You know the consequences. You will never be welcome home if you turn us away. No Furbolg has ever been given the responsibilities and made the acquaintances and friends of those that I have. I would rather be with a group of people who did not turn me away for asking questions than those who will only welcome me back when, uh, you know, when times are good again. He sort of digs his big toe into the dirt a little, smudges it around, sort of chewing on what you've just said. He stands up and sort of whistles like a horned owl, to which the other furbolg sort of vanish away into the brush. And he goes, well then, <sighs> you know Elder Vala, she knew that you might say this. And so I've been instructed to leave a parcel for you. Something of home. So you can always feel the guilt that you turned your back on it. And with that, he sort of pulls a pouch off of his um, belt and just, like, drops it on the ground. It's the size of a coin purse, but, you know, obviously not filled with coin. It doesn't sound like it at all. And uh, sort of drops it and gives you a sort of... Uh, nod and then a gesture of respect and uh, turns and quickly disappears into the brush I want to know what's inside you open it and you're hit with a first the smell of home and outside of a single sort of almost like a large cookie I guess closer to like a brick of cornbread type shape and size is bread from home. And it smells like home. But amongst it is coinage and child toys. Things that you haven't seen since you left and probably never will see again. That makes me sad, and I want to put it away so that Pahobui doesn't see me sad. Uh, so I'm going to kind of, like, you know, shake my head and collect my thoughts and then go, Okay, well, how how's everybody else? Uh, I'm going to, like, look around at them. They still sleeping? Oh yeah. Oh. Looks like they're napping away for now. It's only a matter of time till they wake up, right? I hope so. Let's I mean, look. you familiar with the poison? You know it never lasts more than an hour. Okay. Well, do I also know if there's anything that I can do to shorten that hour, like? You know, can I go collect a bucket's worth of water and pour it over their heads? And Do you want to give me a nature check to see if you yeah, remember? 
the process. We could take Karak's beer and drop it on him. Uh, 17 plus... Just a 17. Okay. So, you remember that the slime of a mollusk uh, mixed with dirt makes a, a smell that seems to awaken people that afflicted with this poison. Alright, well I said about doing that then. Yeah, you quickly find a snail. They're not fast. <laughs> So you sort of quickly, with your fingers, you know, very simple alchemical stuff, make the paste and whoever you choose to, you wake up. Everybody. Okay. Um, while she's doing that, since he's not here, can I, like, start powerlifting our warlock while he's asleep while she's <laughs> mixing that? <laughs> sure. Uh, I do a few reps. It's really not that strenuous on you. He's not that heavy. I figured. I do it one-handed. <laughs> Low reps, high weight. Yeah. Or, no. Other way around. Low weight, high reps, yeah. Words. Alright. <clears throat> so <laughs> the party is all awake now. So I want to gather them... And then sit everybody down and go, so I was just visited by somebody from my home, and I found out that it was Chet who was behind, uh, you know, the, the blight, the disease that was afflicting my jungle. It was also Chet who fixed it, and... Yes, that's good and all, but I'm way more focused on the fact that it was him that caused it in the first place. Hmm. Maybe it was an accident. Yeah, I'd be curious to find out what the reason is behind it. You're you're from the same jungle as the the lizard folk horde whose con we fought, right? Yes, I think. It's the same rainforest, yeah. Okay. I mean, you might not be from the same neck of the woods, but yeah. I wonder if it was just a side effect of fighting them for so long. But these are all just theories. We can't be sure. Well... Could just ask Chet when we get back to the capital. Yeah, I guess I guess I'll have to. I'm kind of upset though. You know, I lost my home because of him, and he, I guess, tried to make up for it. But I don't know if that's something that he really can. are hard questions I 
okay. We'll find the answer. So, uh, who's ready to day drink? I look to Karak. <laughs> what, you guys haven't started yet? <laughs> so, onward to the capital, or do we have another stop we have to make? Uh, I don't think we have any more yeah, stops. I can think of. All right. Let's uh, let's be careful about what we drink for the next leg of the journey. Or who we trust, it seems like. Yeah. We've never been able to trust anyone. You guys haven't trusted anyone? It's kind of rude. I'm going to only drink things from the, the alchemist jug. Sounds like a good plan, right? <laughs> it certainly has enough water to keep everyone hydrated. Water. Mm, water. <laughs> what did you want me to say? It has enough mayo to keep everyone hydrated? Ugh. Gross. <laughs> exactly. Alright, I believe it was only a few days travel still between where you were and the capital, so nothing of interest happens along that time. It's uh, three more days of travel. So you guys arrive to the city gates mm -hmm. and of course are welcomed in and are told that the good lord Chet has not returned from his adventure and uh, has asked that since you all did beat him to the capital, that you stay in town long enough for him to meet with you. He'd like to go over what has transpired. I'll bet he does. Sure. It's not like we have anywhere else that we have to go. We're staying here for a little bit. So what do you do with your free day, as it were? It's about, let's say, just past lunch. Hmm. Let's see. Well, I'm going to go to the blacksmith, get my weapon sharpened. And then if there's like a weaver or anything, I'd like to get my any of my clothes that have been roughed up in battle, stitched up. Those services are offered to you free of charge. Fantastic. Uh, let's see. Um, <clears throat> sorry, go ahead. Um, I was going to see if I could find one of the Tiefling sisters, see if they can point me to any, any fun magic books to read. Pretty much the moment you turn a corner after thinking about finding one of them, one of them finds you. Excellent. And uh, she points you to the Capitol's library. Thank you. I'll make my way to the library and study. Yeah. Um, go ahead and add a first level spell of your choice to your spell book. 
Neat. How much money did I get? When? Didn't you say that there were coins in with the little thing with all my childhood toys? No, I said there were no coins. Oh, boo. And, like, the the things that were in there are, like, th- there might have been currency, but it's it's not worth anything mon- monetarily, not here at least. Um, so, Pahukui, while you're at the blacksmith, he, mm-hmm. sharpening his weapon, You were, do you watch him or no? Yeah. Uh, he's sharpening my weapon. I'm going to keep an eye on it. So while he's sharpening it, he's like peddling the grindstone as he uh, sharpens it. And a flare of black flame licks off the blade. And the blacksmith goes, whoa. He looks at you and like stands up and goes, have you enchanted your weapon? Uh, yeah, actually. Um, there was a black dragon we met and he enchanted it with it I know how this is going to sound, he enchanted it with his well, dragons have powerful magic in all parts of them I'd like to ask to borrow your weapon for a day, I'd like to see if I can bring that magic out in some way of course I would probably seem uh, visibly excited about the prospect I assure you that you'll have it back in good condition, even if I don't manage to find any magic inside, but you never know. The blessings of ancient beings have latent magic within them, even when they've long passed their usefulness. I look forward to seeing what you can do with it. Appreciate it, Master Yakfolk. I will return it to you before dawn tomorrow. Great. I'll be here. Does anyone else have anything that they wanted to do? Actually, I'll go to the blacksmith. Okay. With what business? So I'm going to walk in there, rummage around in my, my backpack for a little bit, and pull out my my thing that no, some people know I have. <laughs> my, my necklace of the Sunderer. Yeah. Be like, so we took care of some business in a town fellows who wore this necklace were causing a ruckus. Uh, is there any way to, I don't know, see if this still has anything in it and if there's a way to safely use it? Without, he uh, sort of takes it into his hands and he can feel it and he's like, Whew, I'm not sure if as sensitive as I to magic within metal, but this medallion is thrumming. I, I would suggest you take it to an artificer or a, a diviner of some sort to see if they can parse what magic's within. I could attempt to take my craft to it, but without knowing what this thing is capable of before I do so, I could very easily destroy it or harm the surrounding area. Yeah, you know, that's that's probably a good idea. Uh, these things have been known to explode from time to time, so... Uh, so. Just uh, put it back. Hide, hide it away again. Okay. <clears throat> so do you search out that diviner or yeah. artificer? Yeah. 
Does, does the blacksmith know where? They, he which, sends you which, to whichever the two you prefer. Alright. All right. An artificer. Alright. So you find a somewhat stereotypical gnomish individual um, tinkering away in his very busy but uh, disorganized shop. More like a more like a lab than a, than a proper store. But uh, there are price tags on some things. So it's definitely a store. But he, he looks over it and goes, hmm, uh, just let me work on this a second. And he sort of takes it from you and sits on a stool at his workbench and, you know, starts to peer at it. And you can see some magic flow from his hands and eyes as he begins to understand it. And then a bolt of purple lightning shoots out from the medallion and strikes him across the face so hard with so much force it throws him out of his stool um, and the medallion rumbles on the top of the workbench and he to your surprise sprouts up with renewed vigor despite this like it looks like a, a hand made of lightning slapped him across the face oh my god I'm so sorry you okay no, not at all. But this is amazing. I must tinker with this. Oh, okay. I will attempt to find something latent within this, as if it didn't have magic just latent within it. My god, this thing's a glow. I will have something of value for you tomorrow. But okay. I, will, I will take the majority of today and all of tonight to work on it. I'm just glad that I don't have a, a bomb in my backpack anymore. So... <laughs> Right? It's okay, take your time. Of course. Um, I want to find a somebody who sells magical items, uh, preferably magical like clothing or, or, or shoes. Okay, I mean, you find a clothier. Um, Alright, I am... Looking for any kind of boots that will make me walk more quiet. They asked to look at your footwear. I show them my boring old leather shoes. And they ask if you have any collateral or payment. Well, yeah, I wasn't expecting to just like walk out of here without paying. Well, you'll definitely walk out of here without your shoes. I will fit these in a way that will cushion your footfalls. Not magically, but they should aid you. Okay. And how much would that, that run me? Uh, at least 100 gold if you have it. Or something of equal value. I say, yeah, that's fine. Um, can you upgrade me to a better pair of shoes anyways? Oh. Just... Very well. How much can you pay for that, then? Well, how about 200 for a nice, comfy pair of shoes that make me walk quietly? Hmm. A, a moment, then. And the half-elf sort of walks over to a rack of shoes and sort of looking and pawing over your shoe and its size. goes, ah, I actually have something appropriate to your size. And grabs a um, sort of very uh, leaf-patterned 
pair of shoes, almost boots really, and hands them to you. They're light as a feather, um, but you can feel that their soles are rigid and strong would be able to gain purchase on even slipperier surfaces. Do they look like they are elvenkind, perhaps? Uh, I mean, you can use the stat block for the boots of elvenkind, but yeah, sure. Okay, great. Uh, Vala, did you want anything? Um, like just in general to do in the capital? Yeah. Or... Yeah, I'm going to um, try out, you know, some new songs featuring our, our latest adventures and just uh, see, see what's what's hip in the music scene. Um, so I'm going to spend, you know, my day sort of hanging out in um, taverns or, or coffee houses Maybe a couple, like, happening, um, like, markets or square. Okay. So you sort of pull the strings of the scene and see what's been going on. A lot of buzz about you and your party. In fact, you're recognized at a lot of places that you go to. And an older human wizard... Um, approaches you and asks if you are indeed Fala. Um, the very same. And you are? Oh, my name is not too important, but I will certainly give it. Uh, my name is Raven, and uh, I work for your employer. Uh, I've have access to some of the magical items here within the capital and well i think that i have something that you will find most useful if you'd be interested in such a thing uh certainly as uh i love a good magical item uh, brilliant. Uh, I actually have it with me. I was hoping, since I saw you all come into town, I might bump into you, or at least you of your party, if you wouldn't mind. Uh, certainly. Feel free to show me. So he produces a small item uh, from his pouch on his belt, and it seems like a sort of like a rough quartz and uh, he sort of breaks it open, revealing that it's closer to a geode in nature. And it's a small black pearl, maybe the size of an eyeball. Oh, sorry, that's a pretty huge pearl. My, I had that backwards in my head. Um, and showcases that the, the rough, cheap quartz you were looking at is actually a, a fake case for it to rest in. The quartz itself is probably only worth, like, a gold, if that. But the pearl, he explains, is of immense value to arcane spellcasters. He says if you place it upon your forehead, and he sort of mimics doing it himself, and incant a spell that you know into it, it will float about your head until you rest that night. And if at any point 
you'd like to encant that spell, you can do so through the pearl. Um, that sounds very, <clears throat> very useful. Um, how did you come across such a wondrous item? Uh, well, the good Lord Chet uh, has actually put me to task to craft items of this nature. Uh, I merely finished it a few months ago. Wonderful, wonderful. Well, um, I would certainly be interested <coughs> in such a thing. Um, uh, how much are you asking for it? Oh, uh, nary a penny even. I mean, you do, and your friends, of course, uh, so much for the kingdom it would be very forward of me to ask for payment to assist you all in your endeavors but uh if you would keep me in your ballads i would be deeply honored as i'm sure they'll resound through many ears uh certainly and i i give him a clap on the back and i'd say i say um i would be happy to uh include you in um a ballad especially if uh Especially when um, this comes of use, as I'm sure it will. Um, Raven, you say it was? Radvin. Radvin. Uh, all right. Thank you. And uh, if you um, have any, you know, ideas for, for further um, magical contraptions or... Or anything, uh, just let me know. Uh, of course. Wonderful. Yes, uh, next time you're in town, I live just down the street from the blacksmith within the palace grounds. Uh, you should be able to identify my homestead. It has a sign outside. <coughs> All right. I, um, I thank him and say, uh, you know, I, I will visit, um, uh, next time I get a chance, I'm sure, you know, uh, your work is very fine and, um, more of my party, uh, would love to admire it. And then I, uh, accept the, uh, pearl in the case. Mm -hmm. So treat this like a sort of, um, pearl of spell storage. So okay. if you put a spell in it, you can cast a spell out of it anytime during the next <laughs> week. Anytime? During the next week. During the next week? Okay. Um, does it count um, as like an action, just like a regular spell? Oh, the spell timing is the same when you uh -huh. cast it into the pearl. And it uses the spell slot then. Okay. But... Um, you can cast it through the pearl. Essentially, think of it like this. You can bank a spell slot for yeah. another day. Okay. Cool. Only works on spells up to third level. <laughs> Noted. Don't want you running around with an extra fifth level spell or anything crazy. I mean, I probably would do that, yes. I mean, so. yeah. <laughs> it's good to know. Right. Okay. Um, we did everyone, right? Everyone got a little trinket. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. All right. I think so. 
So do you guys do anything special for your evening or just wait till tomorrow? I'm gonna gonna work out again. Okay. Hard. Right. Um, I'm gonna spend my evening hypothesizing what could possibly make Chet want to have damaged my rainforest. Okay. All right, well, so you all tend to your evenings in your own way, and uh, the morning comes, and there's a small note left uh, just slided under your doors. I look at my note. Your note, much like everyone else who looks, which I assume is everybody, mm -hmm. uh, says the same thing. It says the that Chet will be arriving in the capital by uh, midday today, and you all should endeavor to be available once he arrives. So if you leave the palace grounds, make sure you're back on them by midday. Okay. Just fold that up and keep that in my belt for now so that I don't... Alright, so uh, Pahokwi, I assume you make a point to go to the blacksmith? Yes. When you arrive, you see your halibird on proud display with uh, its blade seems to be gently eroded, almost as if by acid, but still sharp and hardy as you recognize it but you can just notice that there's this new finish almost to your blade's metal mm -hmm. the blacksmith approaches and says ah yes wonderful 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 uh, <clears throat> I worked most of the night I hardly slept but she's done and I have good news sir uh, I was able to draw some of that dragon's magic out of the blessing that it put inside of it and hewed it directly into the metal. You should find your weapon strikes... Well, with a little bit of that old worm's anger. I can see a difference in just the way that it looked. I'm going to pick it up and kind of like balance it in my arms. Feels perfect, as it always has. But as you sort of uh, grip the haft, uh, you can feel the the whole weapon sort of gently vibrate and then res like calm down. I uh, get a little bit excited. Give it a little try. Yeah. You swing, and as you swing the weapon, a small streak of green, almost flame, behind your blow. And as you stop your weapon, a slick of acid flies off the blade and smolders in the dirt. <clears throat> oh, you did a good job. <laughs> Thank you, sir. I work very hard, and I'm very honored to work with such magical equipment that you all bring into the palace grounds. I hope it serves you well. I can feel already that it's gonna... You know a good place that I can go just to... Spend the morning practicing with it. 
Oh, of course. There's always training dummies in near the barracks. Awesome. Awesome, Dragon. Thank you. <laughs> that was out of character. I'm excited. Uh, <clears throat> thank you so much for this. He nods. Is your halibut already a magical weapon? I forget all the shenanigans that are on well, it. My halberd isn't because it doesn't exist. My glaive. That's right. Sorry. Was a. Uh, it just what you had on it was it just had that like extra bit of necrotic damage, but yeah. it was nothing special. It was just a regular glaive. Okay. So this is now a plus zero magical glaive that deals 1d4 poison damage whenever it strikes something. Okay. And, uh, Nalos? Yeah. Um, you were gifted a couple of scrolls from your time spent in the library. Cool. So, with some time and effort, you can copy these scrolls into your spellbook. Nifty. I forget what's what's in your spell book already. Um let me double check. Uh absorb elements, alarm, detect magic, identify, protection from good and evil, and shield. Uh so magic missile is one of those scrolls. Firebolt is one of those scrolls. And shocking grasp is one of those scrolls. Let's go ahead and role play that out as like the li- li- the librarian is also a wizard and looked over your spell book with you and goes, you you have hardly anything to attack at a distance. You could be overwhelmed, not really appreciating that you're a fighter first. <laughs> and he goes, you must have some rudimentary attack spells to protect yourself at a distance and sort of gave you those scrolls. Well, thank you. That was Magic Missile, Firebolt, and... Shocking Grasp. Shocking Grasp, okay. Shocking Grasp is important. You should read it. Yeah, Shocking Grasp is neat. Alright, um... Leonora got her boots. Pahokwi got his glaive. Vala got her pearl. Nalos got that. And Karak. Yes. So you return to the arc, uh, artificer. Is it still there? <laughs> there is there is a sizable hole in one of the walls. <laughs> I walk in through the hole. <laughs> um, he's there uh, and looks up as comical as this is, but just appropriate. His face is ashen. Uh, with soot and last. Mm-hmm. Um, and he goes, I've done it! I've finally done it! I almost lost... And he holds up one of his hands, and you can see that he has visibly a broken... At least one broken finger. Oh. Oh, um, no. And he's like, oh, it's fine. I'll repair it when it's done. The work is nearly finished, and I almost have it where it says, uh, here! And he sort of holds it up, and it's this... It looks like a spell focus, almost. Uh, Something that you would use to cast your spells through. And he sort of goes, look. Uh, And he, like, puts it down and picks up 
you know, a component pouch, and he, like, says an incantation where he literally just casts lightning bolt in his own house. (laughs) (laughs) And it just, like, da-da-da-da-da! And there's, like, this huge, like, and a lightning bolt, like, pierces his ceiling. And he goes, see? Pretty normal, right? Pretty normal. But with this, and he uses the spell focus, and he says the same incantation and shoots about twice the size of a lightning bolt. He goes, if you use this to cast spells of the lightning variety, it will empower them most aggressively. That's, that's amazing. Indeed. Would terribly like dangerous. I, I, I like my hands the way they are. Oh, uh, I did that while making the thing. You'll be fine. Okay. Oh, okay. I, 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 I take out like a handkerchief or a piece of cloth and grab it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so you have a spell focus, and just sort of treat this as a spell focus plus one. If you do okay. any damage, or if you make any spells with a saving throw, the DC is higher. Or you have plus one to hit with your spells, or you deal plus one damage with all your spells per hit. Okay. Plus one. Cool. Uh, thank you for this. Uh, did, did, did you want anything for it? He holds up the chain of the necklace. He goes, oh, I have this, and it will be fantastically powerful in my hands. Okay. Try not to blow anything up. No promises. Success and discovery at the hands of the material realm. And he sort of, like, begins to scoff to himself in gnomish. Alright. Okay. So, it's about noon, Mm -hmm. and you all sort of reconvene, I assume. Yeah. Alright. So, you guys are back on the castle grounds, and you can hear the heraldry begin at the outer gates of the capital city. And there's a modest parade for Chet's return, but he seems to be making direct, you know, uh, passage to the palace grounds. He's moving with purpose. And uh, not long are you seeing him come into the palace grounds uh, in the carriage that you saw him before. I think he was on a palanquin. Doesn't matter. Um, and so, you know, he steps out and, you know, approaches you all. Hold on. It's weird that he would sound like a cat. <laughs> yeah, that was that was Prince Bowen, wasn't it? Not again. Sorry about that. Um. Yeah, so he uh, he addresses you all and says, Ah, fantastic. I assumed you all would beat me, but uh, not by such a time measure. 
Very well. There's much to discuss, and some of which I don't want to discuss, but I'm sure it needs to be talked about. So, if you will all join me in the uh, tactical room, uh, just to the side of the throne room. We will be private there, and we can discuss openly what needs to be talked of. Sure. He sort of immediately sets off to go that direction. All right. Once there, yeah. Uh, once there, he sort of turns and tells all the guards to leave, and even talks to a shadow that turns out to be one of the sisters, and they leave. So you know you're alone. And he stands on one side of the table and uh, looks at you all and says, So, I assume everything went well? For the most part. Ah, well, that's good. Yeah, the disgusting hill giant that ruled over the port is no more. And now your captain sits as the new governor. Yes, I noticed that Milanto was not at the palace grounds to meet us. Well, good for him. I think you'll do a wonderful job there. I'll send uh, additional supplies and resources that he might need to jumpstart <laughs> that town into fitting order. Mm-hmm. Well, my trip was very successful. I was well received. Uh, the local governance immediately bent the knee with my actual presence before them. And, I mean, it seemed amicable. I let those who were in power stay in power and made sure that the good people of the town were treated appropriately and kindly. Troubling news, however. Heard some furbolgs came through the forest. Yes. And how did that go? Well, not particularly well for any of us, I don't think. Uh, we learned a little bit more about the rainforest from the furbolgs, though. Seems that things are doing quite fine now. Yes. Yes, I did one of the, send one of the sisters up there a few weeks ago. I feel as if I ought to thank you for that, and yet the Furbolgs made it seem as though we ought to blame you for causing the blatant disease in the first place. Oh, I'm quite sure that was my doing. You don't know? Oh, I'm sure of that that I did that. Absolutely. I feel it's cliche to ask at this point, but why? Well, it is cliche, but it's entirely understandable. You deserve to know. And I have no guilt on the matter, uh, regardless of what I've done to undo the damage. But I will tell you and everyone else. I 
while I was still advisor to the the late prince and his father, I, in addition to advising, was one of the most powerful, and I would say am the most powerful wizard of some sort or another in all of this forest. Amongst those responsibilities that come with such a title is protection of the kingdom from magical sources that would do it ill. And I thought to keep this a secret until I had to, so I suppose I have to. A nasty curse dwells upon this wood, every inch of it, actually. And so I, with so many other things to do, instead of ridding that curse from the land, I <clears throat> merely translocated it to another place. So you had the rainforest be harmed instead of felwyn forests. Well, you can hardly craft paradise if everyone's sick and dying. Or could be sick and dying at a drop of a hat. But I knew I could find the answer to the curse. I just didn't have the resources at the time to handle it. And timetables are very important. So yes, I knew that I was putting other people's lives at risk to save those of my kingdom. As I said, I feel no guilt about this. Sometimes a ruler must make tough decisions. And sometimes somebody always gets hard. There's no avoiding that. That's true, but imagine that it were the Yak folk in the tundra that he had chosen as the place to to move the disease to. How would the you very, feel? That is the very thought that I am balancing in my mind right now. I would feel very conflicted. I do not give this sort of thing freely or often, Leonara. And I understand that you have ire, at least, for me. I would bid you the ability to be released from my employ at no detriment to yourself, should that be your desire. Well, uh, I'm not sure if, if that's what I want. After all, like, I just gave up my home to continue working with, you know, with my friends. I feel I can't leave them because I know that they will not leave you. I kind of, you know, look to the rest of the, the party to, like, you know, right? You guys aren't just going to walk away from Chet because of this, I assume. No. We understand, I mean, I understand that it is not a good situation but I would not walk away from Chet over it. I have a contract to honor. 
Well then, if you will not leave my employ, I must ask that we put this behind us. I'll let you name a price, and as long as it's reasonable, I will gladly keep to it. If you would ask that I do well by your people in the future, or even do unnaturally kind to them, I am already planning on such thing. I, again, do not feel guilt for what I've done, but I recognize that if you take from somewhere, you must give in turn. And that place has suffered, and therefore it is suffered by my hand, and if it's to be a good neighbor of this kingdom in the years to come, it must be done right by us as well. Okay, well, it appears that I need to kind of restart my life over. Could I have a small plot of land in Felwood Forest? Let me know a location that you desire, and it will absolutely be of yours. Ooh, okay. I will have to think on that. Very well. Once you have your answer, let me know. No, you know what I want instead? I want you to go forth and tell all of y'all that a business made of messenger pigeons <laughs> <Damn it. laughs> that you could possibly think of and make my dream come true. That is what I want. To re- lead a bird message business? I don't need to. I'm going to hire a general manager because managing it is not at my alley. But I want my name to be on it, and I want people to know that I founded it. I'm fucking dying right now. (laughs) (laughs) Way to just take all the seriousness out of this fucking, like, story beat. But yeah, uh, of course, fine. An office will be erected or repurposed within the kingdom's wall or uh, capital's walls. And R&D will immediately begin to put forth how to make birds deliver messages reliably. This is the greatest day of my life. Well, also, like, one of the worst days. But also the best day. Very well. Unfortunate news... I have heard that the druid circles have dispersed. Well, that's not normal. Dispersed? They're uh, they're leaving the uh, the forest. No, they've scattered. They do not meet in their normal circles. They do not meet in their normal places, and they do not meet with anyone other than their own. Hmm. I'm curious as to what's come next and fearful if there's retaliation to be done with. Hmm. Didn't we meet some druids who who were... Yeah, it was very strange. Oh, yeah, they locked us in a weird, like, dome made out of rock. After that, there's... It was on the way to the port, and one of them came up to me and Necro, and 
embraced us, speaking my language, and when he embraced me, my ancestors screamed, and I was left with a furless patch on my arm, and I'll show him, like, my arm where it was, um, if it hasn't, like, started growing or anything. It, it has, but it's still, like, audibly, you know, or audibly, visibly, vi- visibly shorter <laughs> than the rest of the fur in the area. My arm screams, it is naked. <laughs> Uh, and Necro's feathers were left white as my own fur. I see. Troubling. I spoke to my ancestors afterwards in meditation. They said something was just not right. Yeah. It's odd for a druid's magic to rot or age nature that it touches they are normally on the other end of that spectrum Hmm. when I came into contact with them I had a vision of something uh, did it have one giant eyeball or lots of eyes it's like a meteor well did it fall on Felwyn Forest believe it did very well I think the druids were seeking it out that's what they were doing or seeking to escape from it I don't remember terrifying actually yes I'll put some research to it and see if I can find anything meteor with a big eye or lots of eyes one or the other If it's not of Yao, then that would be of trouble. They're not much as known from outside of us. There's things outside of Yao? Of course. When you were transported here by the Abeleth, you went to somewhere that was not Yao. Oh. Think of those times. That place was bad. Yes. And while you've been in Felwyn Forest, you were in a place that was not of Yalzar, but of a place adjacent. There are beautiful and horrible places outside of the world you know. It's dangerous for us to try and tap into those places. But that's other business. So, any other news? Or what next, I suppose, you might be wondering? Yeah, I guess what's what's next? Do we have to track down all the druids? Or... Well, you may not have noticed yet. At least your Yakfolk friend has not noticed. It's beginning to get cold. And as it gets cold, things will slow down in the forest for several months. But once I thought spring... it was starting to feel good in here. <laughs> well, it feels about the same to me every day these days. But I would say once spring begins, the last 
aspect of our journey bringing Felwyn Forest into its new light as a paradise will end and our contract with each other will be over. I invite you all to enjoy a few months of respite. May these halls be your home. May these, this capital be yours to dwell in. And I'm sure you've met plenty of people and service offerers who can tend to your needs. Hmm. So we're just going to stay here for a few months? Or, you know, travel the forest. I don't care what you do with your time, but what I want to do next cannot happen in the dead of winter. And winter is nearly upon us. With winter coming, I would like to travel home. If only just to see my father for a moment and tell him of my journeys. But like, how cold does it get? Up where he's from, I imagine more frigid than you could bear. But here, it will not get too cold. We might not even know much snow with how thick the tree is can be. But... It will snow, and it will get cold. Hmm. Snow's like rain, but it's like really cold? Yes, and it's not wet. That's weird. Rain that's not wet. You can pick it up and throw it, people. I don't think you'll like it very much, Nalos. Sometimes great worms hide beneath it. Terrifying. Well, you know well enough that there's no ice worms down here. For now. I look shadily out of the corner of my eye. Well, they wouldn't dare live this far south. You see, there's other things that live in the stone and earth here. Up where they're from, where you live, Pohokwi, there's no competition in that frigid earth. For now. <laughs> I punch my fist into my hand. Very well. Oh. Excuse me. Very well. I suppose, unless you all have any other business with me, I will dismiss you for now. Um, all right. Okay. See you after the thaw. Very good. Uh, I will quite be busy during these preparation months. So should you require me, I may not be helpful or around. But if it is emergency, let me know. Otherwise, enjoy your cold months. Oh, I will. Neat. And with that, he sort of, you know, gestures to the door, which opens. All right, well, we can take a hint. We leave. Yeah, leave. All right. So... This next part of the story, uh, players, uh, 
is a little free form. Um, so I'm going to ask you all for how you'd like to do this. I have set up for each player a scenario similar in nature to the one we just experienced for uh, Leonara. So I'll ask you who's feeling brave. Did somebody say bravery? Only brave. No read. Just brave. Uh, and after... Alright. And after? Uh, uh, yes, but I, I can be brave. Probably. Alright, and we'll do Necro's last since he's not here. Cool. So, it's three days later. Not much has happened. You guys have maybe begun to somewhat settle in to your relaxed day-to-day when horrid news comes under Pahokwi's door in the form of a note. I get up and open the note. It's written in blood and in yak folk. It's a, so it's written in Yakish? Yeah. Or Yak folk? Okay. Uh, I read the Yakish and give the blood a little sniff to see if, I don't know, if it's like a familiar scent. I mean, it smells like your blood. <laughs> okay. Um, the message is clear. It's a call for help. To anyone that would find this. And the envelope it was sealed in um, is sealed with the seal of the sisters. Okay. Does um, the note have any... Does it say... Uh, I know it's written in blood, but does it say, like, who's asking? No. it's 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 barely ten words. It's just, like... We're being harmed. Help us, anyone. Okay, I would like to immediately go looking for the sisters. If I can find any of them. They, they approach. I received this with your seal on it. It seems to be in my people's writing. It what is. What can you tell me of this? So there's only one. I said you find them, but there's only the one. Um, and she has aquamarine eyes. Just well... This note was found on the side of the road less than a week, well, mere days ago, by a traveling pilgrim of some sort. He couldn't recognize the writing, but noticed that it was written in blood, and so he was so, aw, terribly distraught. And so we heard about this and found him, and we recognized that it was not a language I knew, and there's only so many languages that I don't know. So I figured it must be one of your people's writing. It doesn't say who sent this. It's just asking for help. 
well, that they're being harmed. Is there, do, you, do you know a spell, perhaps, to track? Well, you'll probably need the help of an oracle or a diviner. Okay. Uh, is there an oracle or a diviner in this city that of you know of? Of course there is, silly. There's even one on the palace grounds. You don't think that Chet sees and knows everything by his own ears that he doesn't have? Well, it wouldn't surprise me at this point, but I guess you're right. Either way, she sort of, like, looks away and begins to walk away. I'd gather your friends. It's probably a big deal. Uh, I'm gonna go looking for everybody. You find them. Oh, good, I found you. <laughs> I don't know. What, what, what do you find, like, how does he find each of you? Like, after three days of sort of being on vacation. Uh, this is not vacation. I am at work getting my new business set up. <laughs> well, I guess I'm going to gather you guys. Yeah. This note came to me today, directly to my quarters, in Yakfolk writing. Not just in regular ink. This is written in blood, seeking help. It bore the seal of the sisters, and when I asked it, I was told that I should seek out a diviner, and that it seemed quite urgent. Which is obvious to my eye, who can read it, but... I'm going to seek out a diviner, or at least an oracle, to tell me where this came from. If I am to set out on a journey to help whoever has sent this, I would ask if you would accompany me. Of course. Certainly. Yes. There goes the vacation. <laughs> it's never a day off for a hero. <laughs> At least not more than a three-day. All right, so you all sort of ask around a little bit and are told that this sort of... that a, There's a couple of diviners in the capital, but uh, the one that works for the palace... Excuse me. Um, the one in the palace uh, is just nearby. His name is Radvid. You said Radvid? Yeah. Oh, my old pal. Oh, you know him, Vala. Uh, <clears throat> yes, he's, he's, um, quite the talented wizard, diviner, magical person. Um, and he crafted me this, um, Uh, pearl, uh, which has the ability to contain an extra spell or to store a spell, um, for use later. That puts uh, me a little bit at ease that you've met this man before, so he can at least introduce me properly. Yes, and I know, um, where his, um, workshop is as well. Great. Lead the way, please. 
Uh, I am all right. And uh, he said it was by the blacksmiths, right? Yeah. Yeah. Just down yeah, the street so, from the blacksmith. Um, <clears throat> I assume I can find it without any issue. Not at all. I mean, it's even like kind of face palmy. Like, Bahokwe, you've probably walked past this place a couple of times as you to and fro to <laughs> the blacksmith. Yeah, so um, I'll uh, walk up to uh, the workshop with Bahokwe and kind of uh, open the door and um, announce our presence. Look around. Oh, what does it look like inside? Um, It looks really homely, almost as if it is his home. In fact, it might be his home. But uh, there are lots of different accoutrements at work here. There's Mm -hmm. um, large laboratory equipment. There's a couple of workbenches with things being held up very delicately. Uh, This place seems less like a store and more like a workshop. A very magical one. Uh, There's all manner of uh, border... Like It looks kind of like what you envisioned that um, shop that uh, Kirak went to earlier but uh, maybe a little more organized in nature. But amongst all the work, uh, Radvid looks up from his his current project and goes, oh, how wonderful. Uh, and the, the, the good master, uh, Pahokwi, has joined you as well. Please come inside. Thank you, thank you. Um, yes, Pahokwi um, has need of some... Uh, divination on <clears throat> a letter he received and I thought you might be able to help us. Uh, but of course it would be a wonderful honor to assist you all. Uh, may I see the item? Yes, yes, of course. And I'll hand him the uh, letter. His face sinks the moment he looks at it. He probably can't read your language, but this is pretty obvious of what this is. Um, and so he sort of looks up at you and goes, I'm terribly sorry. I will do what I can. Uh, just just a moment. In fact, uh, he sort of points to like a table and like a small bookshelf. And he goes, if you two mm-hmm. could move those things to the side, I will begin this immediately. I help move the things. Uh, he pulls out a sizable piece of chalk and then a piece of charcoal and begins to draw this very interwoven very yin yang looking symbol with the charcoal and the chalk mixing in places to make gray intersections it's kind of really interesting looking and at the middle he takes the paper and smooths it out across the ground and then uh he has pahokui step right to the edge of the circle and he says please i must take a small amount of your blood i I can tell that this is of your people, uh, and with some of your blood mixed with the parchment, I can tell if this is someone you know or someone that is in your family. Of course, take what you need. Of course, thank you so much. And he sort of uh, produces a small handkerchief and just like gently cuts into your uh, palm and just like squeezes, like maybe, you know something that you would not worry about amount of blood. Uh, yeah. And he sort of smears that 
in a small circle just around the middle of the sort of sign he's drawn onto the ground and then it begins to encant um you can feel your spirits are uh not scared but they seem uneasy this is this is powerful magic at happen uh, uh, at hand here mm-hmm. and it can see anything he tells it to see and that is something that your ancestor spirits are not accustomed to. I'll like take a second to close my eyes and ask them to calm and that it's for the good of our. And so with that, uh, Vala, I assume no one else is there, right? Um, I don't, I thought it was just me and Bahokli, but okay. if anybody else had wanted to come, I wouldn't have objected or anything. I thought everybody was following. Nope, I'm at work. Probably getting uh, our various mounts ready. Okay. But it is me and Vala. At a moment's notice. Alright. <clears throat> so, Vala, you've seen sort of gusts of wind uh, and like you can hear a uh, sort of Pahokri's cries of battle but not where he's standing in the fight sometime and he's always called it his ancestors protecting and you're like okay yeah whatever ghost okay whatever but like for the first time you see that Pahokri is is surrounded by apparitions who all look like spectral yak folk as for the first time you can see them they're being brought to light by this divination's magic. Um, I am super impressed. I think um, <clears throat> this is like really cool and spooky and like magic with a capital M. So I'm I'm into it. <laughs> so they begin to like somberly sing to sort of comfort themselves. Uh, it's very faint. It's It sounds like the wind wisping by your hair. Um, but you can hear a rhythm to it. And Pahokwi, you, you hear this song often enough. Um, and that sort of builds into this divination. And a few moments later, the wizard Radvid just sort of slumps and begins to sort of slowly move his head in a circle as he's clearly in a trance performing the divination a few minutes later he sort of comes to his senses and stands up the entire sign bursts into a small gout of flame burning all the chalk and charcoal and the paper away and he says okay terrible things Horrible things are happening to your people, N- not 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 your people. They they are not of your blood, but they are of your kind, A- and you must go to them immediately. They 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 are are under great duress, and some have perished. Uh, north north of here, leave the capital, go straight into the woods, and north. Uh, you will not leave the forest before you get to your destination, and if you stay, perfect. Uh, you will find it. So it is of 
some small comfort that it's not my family, it still feels any of my people suffering, so... You said north, but not out of the forest? No, yes, do not leave the forest. Once you leave the city, uh, go directly north, and you will find it. It, It's a stone building, tall, old, uh, leaves amongst the mortar in its bricks. Just a second. You will find your people there, but they will not all be your people anymore. You must steal yourself for that. I have um, I have the map of Felwind yeah. that I was given. So, can you mark on my map exactly where you are speaking of, so that I can get there as quickly as possible? So, if you look at your map, um, do you see like the very northern tip? Of this, the the capital city icon, like the tallest tower, yeah. just under the D in Felwind. Mm-hmm. If you go north from there and hard west from that druid circle to the top right, that intersection is where you're heading. Hmm. Okay. So okay. from that from from that clearing to the west, from that tower point to the north, there. Okay, so he marks that on the map? Yeah. Thank you for all of this. And I'll uh, turn to Vala and say we should get our things ready. Um, <clears throat> uh, yes, we don't have any time to waste. And then I'll... I'm gonna make a brisk power to go and get my things. <laughs> You're going to uh, walk powerfully. Yes. I'm going to um, shake um, his hand and and thank him for all the assistance and assure him that this was uh, very important to us. He nods and says, You're very welcome. I must rest. That was incredibly draining. More than I expected. All right, we will leave you to it then. And he sort of turns to leave as you all turn to leave. All right. So you all gather your people. And I assume, yeah. like, how do you catch them up? Um, well, I'm going to tell them everything that he had told me that, uh, to the north and everything about the stone tower basically get them all caught up on uh, what's happened as much as we know I think we should leave immediately if possible you got it you're in charge of this one alright is everybody here or do I still need to go get Nara from her bird? Yeah, I'd be at work. Okay. <laughs> um, I'm going to get everything onto uh, Foggy Twisted Horns. My... 
and uh, start marching for Nara. Okay. Man, if only you had a messenger bird that you could send to me to be like, hey, let's meet up. I have a horn, but it's not, it's unspecific. Listen, correct his own man, okay? He can do what he wants. I'm gonna find Nara's place and kick the door out with my hands on my hips and be like, Nara, we must away! <laughs> Several birds get spooked. <laughs> Alright. I, I assume that in the last couple days I've hired a general manager. Yeah. Cool. Alright. Well, Edward, I leave this in your hands. I'm off. And then off we go. I'm gonna return and hop on Foggy and immediately start, like, making our way down. Okay, so you all leave at the north gate? Yeah. Did you all pick up Karak? Oh, I thought he was here. Okay. <laughs> he he was just flying ten feet ahead of above you. You just never thought to look up. He's always there. <laughs> always. Always watching. Waiting for blood. <laughs> Nonsense. It's not like he has a new, you know, spellcasting focus made from a Sunderer amulet. What could go wrong there? Absolutely nothing. Oh, I didn't really describe that spellcasting focus, did I? No. <laughs> um, so I don't really know what a. I think I feel like a druid spellcasting focus could literally be fucking anything. Uh, but for your sake, let's go ahead and just say that you have like sort of a. So it's most more wand like than anything, mm-hmm. but it's it's like the the artificer melted the dark black steel and dipped a stick in it. Yeah. Almost like like that dip plastic to make like handles on a hammer or whatever. Okay. So you just have this like weird stick of black metal. <laughs> okay. First time as an artificer, he uh, he made chocolate covered pretzels. <laughs> it was like I can apply this science to everything. <laughs> Sick person, dip him in magic healing juice, and then eat him. I Wait, mean, don't eat him. It works for that time I got reincarnated as a slime. Fucking great anime. Ten out of ten. It's pretty good. Um, <clears throat> so you all head out north. Judging by the map, it's at least a day's travel. I need survival checks since you guys are traveling in the wood. Um, all of us? At least one person needs to make it so you guys stay okay. traveling north. <clears throat> uh, I got I a nat 20 with a plus yeah. 3 survival. So 23. I got a 28. Woof. Damn! Fucking tryhards over here. Yeah. Calm down. I mean, 
like cracks part bird. He's got that weird like magnetic bone in his beak. Like, <laughs> yeah. I, I imagine you guys are just going like straight bear grills up in here, and right. like it's just like some pleasant countryside and woods. Improvise, adapt, overcome. <laughs> There's like one small tree in the way of going directly north. Hoku's just like nah, kicks it down. <laughs> Um, I carve it into a totem over a course of 24 hours. New weapon. <laughs> I got a 16. Yeah. You, you three collectively do not ever lose track of North. Um, Vala, have you, have you put a spell into that pearl? I have not told you that I have, but I'm sure like having had it for what was it like three days or something like yeah. that I would have. So before we go further can you write down what spell you put in it? Uh, yes. I'm going to put um Hold person in it. Great, great decision. Let's go ahead and say you said. Let's go ahead and say you did that yesterday. So you have it. So sweet. Yeah. All right. So That's smart. Right. So much forethought. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so you guys arrive to a suitable camping spot. Would you press f- through? the night and potentially get there in the morning uh or do you want to camp the night out as much as i want to get there as soon as possible everyone i think we need to be fully rested and prepared yeah definitely yeah yeah that seems prudent okay who's on watch I mean, there's what how many of us six five but yeah right. six yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> i can be on first watch i can take a watch shift it'll be fun i too will take a watch shift after that all right constant vigilance well slack watch gets people killed Right. Correct. So, you guys take turns. Uh, everyone gets a good night's rest, except Pahokwi. Pahokwi, you are stricken with horrible nightmares. Uh, visages of large, giant hands puppeting yak folk corpses like macabre marionettes. Hmm. Are, a, are a central theme. Uh, yak folks being manipula- manipulated and mutilated uh, to the point where there's a sort of waking moment for you where dozens of yak folk bodies are squished together to make a ball and then reform to make a single twisted abomination of yak folk limbs. And you do not get any sleep. I spend my waking hours when I'm like 
You know that moment in the middle of the night where you're like, I'm not fucking sleeping. Well, I'm gonna put on war paint. You mean every night? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like that. It's just the biggest secret in the entire party that Nalos just, like, goes full platoon every night. Ever since the Abolith. <laughs> oh, that, was, that was more of a Nick thing, but okay. Yeah. I'm gonna spend the night putting on my, uh, like, most brutal of warp. Alright. So you're suffering one stage of exhaustion. Okay. But it's morning, and it's time to go. I mount up. Alright. You all move on. You can already begin to see it in the distance. There's a, a sizable clearing. And as you approach it, you can see that there is a weird, like, decrepit, almost ruins-like tower with several small buildings built off the sides of it, and like a single sturdy buttress holding the whole thing up. The entire clearing smells like death, and hardly past the tree line does any grass grow. It looks like blighted land. The earth is cracked and blackened, and there's no animal, no noise, Nothing. I wrinkle my snout at it. And start walking. I dismount my uh, ram and start moving towards. Anyone else join him? Yeah, I'll go with him. Right. So as you all sort of begin to step onto the blighted land you hear a sonorous sad and heavy cry of pain echo out of one of the doors that are barely hanging on to the hinges I rush it okay and as you all begin to close the distance to this ruin out of one of the weird cellar doors bursts a 15-foot-tall amalgam of three to five yak folks that have been chopped up and stitched back together to form some sort of weird abomination. And that's where we're going to stop tonight. Fuck! So, as always, I've been your host and Dungeon Master Kenny. We had our entire party except for our warlock, starting with our fighter. Hey everyone, this has been Nick Asnalos. Thanks for listening. Our druid. Hey, this is Clay Blankarak. Bye. Our bard. Hi, this is Lauren playing Bala. It's been fun. Our, uh, <laughs> god damn it. Uh, <clears throat> our rogue. Hey, this is Elise, showing that perseverance shows off, and if you have a dream someday, maybe you too can accomplish it. See you next week. And our definitely shook uh, barbarian. First off, how dare you? Second off, see you guys next week. <laughs> see everybody. Good night. <laughs>